Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I'm your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Diane Kelly and Sarah D'Elia. Diane is from Hull, and she's the founder of Per Cat Cafe. Diane worked in the medical field in various roles involving cardiac ultrasound for almost 30 years. She enjoyed helping animals, but decided it was time for her to pursue her dreams of owning her own business and working with animals. Diane is incredibly grateful to have the very talented Sarah D'Elia, PERS general manager, on our call today as well. Sarah is a 24-year-old entrepreneur and cat enthusiast from Dedham, Mass. She's a graduate of Drake University and has dreamed of opening a business since the age of 12. As the general manager of Per Cat Cafe, Sarah is working with Diane to open Boston's first cat cafe and make it a huge success. Ladies, I'd like to welcome you both to the show. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much, Stacey. We appreciate this opportunity very much. Diane, I just would like to ask you first, how did you get involved and passionate about cats? Well, actually, I grew up in a home where we had lots of pets. My family has always loved pets. Believe it or not, I had a horse growing up as well. We had a monkey, and we always had cats. So my passion for cats started when I was younger, and I've had cats all of my life. I love all animals. But cats particularly are my favorite. And Sarah, how did you uh, get involved with cats? I actually, uh, growing up, I was not a fan of cats. There was a a cat that I knew, someone I knew owned this cat who was just not very friendly. And I thought, cats are mean and I don't want one. I want a dog. But of course, (laughs) that never happened. And eventually, uh, my family actually had a problem with mice in our house. And so then we started talking about getting a cat. And we eventually got rid of the mice, but the idea of getting a cat stuck. And so we did, and we adopted one. And I every day just fall more in love with the feline creatures. Just having one has made my passion for them grow and grow and grow. And I never looked back. So you've you've become one of the converted. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> Diane, I am really interested to find out more about the Per Cat Cafe. I know the business is in the process of being formed. You haven't opened quite yet, but I wanted to find out from you, how did you get this idea? Are you familiar with the television show Shark Tank, Stacey? Yes. It is probably my favorite television show, and I don't watch a lot of television. And there was a woman in June of 2015 from Miami that actually pitched the concept of a cat cafe to the sharks. So at that point in my life, I had stopped working at the medical, in the medical field, and I knew my, my plan was to open up my own business. So I took the summer off, and I researched franchises and different businesses that interested me. And actually, I was going to, because I don't like the cold, I was actually going to purchase a dog grooming business down in North Carolina. So I went, it was mid-October, I went down and trained with this lovely woman, Barbara Lum, and I spent a month with her grooming the dogs, and on the way home, 
I stopped at my first cat cafe, Crumbs and Whiskers in Georgetown, and I immediately fell in love with the concept. And then, again, driving home a little further, I stopped at Meow Power, which is a cat cafe in New York City. It just confirmed for me that this is what I was going to do, open a cat cafe. I got home December 10th, and I started my research that day, and uh, it's, it's, it's been a long process. It's been uh, close to a year now that I've been working to open this cat cafe, but it's not unusual. The biggest challenge with opening a cat cafe is finding a landlord that actually will rent to you and 30 cats. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me, you're, you mentioned 30 cats. So what is a cat cafe like inside? It's very, very nice. It's not like a shelter where they have to stay in the cage. So basically cats roam around the space and patrons actually will book a reservation online to come and visit the cat cafe. We, our cat cafe is 1,500 square feet. So the maximum capacity of individuals we can have is 40. So basically we'll be opening up the business. People will go to our website and they will book a time to come visit the cafe and play with the cats. And then we're going to actually be hosting a lot of really fun events at the cafe. Like we'll have movie nights with the cats. We'll have yoga with the cats. We're going to have a lot of craft events with the cats, speed dating, paint and sip night. It's going to be a really fun environment, if you will. My experience, I've been to four cat cafes now, is everyone there loves cats, and it's a very social environment. Sarah, as being the general manager, are you going to be the the general manager of the staff there, or are you going to be the general manager of the cats, or both? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of both. Uh, So we we will have a staff of cat guides who will be basically cat experts, and I do not have a level of expertise with cats that we're hoping to hire in our cat guide staff. So I will defer to them on some of the the cat management, but I will be doing the the day-to-day management of the space, the people herding cats, literally and figuratively. Yeah, you'll you'll have to think of things. I'm sure that you never (laughs) thought you would think about it, you know, about entering and exiting the building what to do if you're, I can just imagine speed dating and like the cats playing some sort of a role in interviewing who's going to be a good (laughs) couple in all of this. So, and then you've got speed dating for the cats as well as speed dating with people too. So (laughs) I, I, I can see a whole range of different scenarios going on around that one. With the cats, you mentioned having an adoption partner that you're working with. Would you like to share that information, Diane? Yes, certainly. Um, We are very, very proud to have partnered with Boston's Forgotten Felines, which is actually run by the fabulous Joni Nelson. Um, Joni Nelson has a team of volunteers at Boston's Forgotten Feline, and for 25 years now they have been going out every night and every morning to basically feed feral cats in the city of Boston. They also trap, spay, and neuter these cats. Then they return them back because they are feral cats, and they're very, very it's difficult. It's almost impossible to domesticate a feral cat. But unbeknownst to me, before I decided to open a cat cafe, a lot of people abandon their cats. So Joni and her team at Boston's Forgotten Felines actually find homes for those abandoned cats. I'm actually fostering one right now that eventually will go to purr. So we're really proud to partner with them. And one of the reasons why we chose them is because they don't have a shelter. So it's a great opportunity for the cats that they find to have a, a home. And this will be an opportunity for even more of the cats to actually live at Per Cat Cafe, and they will be adoptable. 
and hopefully we will find them their forever homes. That sounds great. And it, and it is really helpful for an organization that as just sort of living with a foster care network only to be able to give them a visibility venue. I think it's extremely helpful for that group and can be almost game-changing in terms of the numbers of cats that they're going to be able to help. Looking for a great tool to help educate your neighbors about community cats? Check out this sign available from the folks at Lumen LS, a life-saving organization from Broward County, Florida, that believes no cat should be left behind. This sturdy, bright orange sign featuring an ear-tipped cat would be great for cat colony caretakers, shelters and rescues, spay-neuter clinics, or municipalities and animal control organizations. Education about the correct ways to manage community cats is exploding in the U.S., especially in the last five years. This sign will help you let your community know that ear-tipped cats have been fixed and vaccinated and pose no threat to them. The community cat sign comes complete with all of the hardware you need to post it, Buying and posting the sign will help move animal welfare forward and improve outcomes for cats in your area. You can view and purchase the signs directly from our Facebook page at Lumen LS. They also have a colorful informational brochure about community cats plus lots of other resources. Support the Community Cats podcast and LumenLS.org by going to Lumen LS on Facebook today. It's great that you've uh, partnered with them. And not only are you partnering with them with cats, but you're also helping them in uh, some fundraising activities. Would you like to share a little bit? You were talking to me about a flutter donation or something like that. Sarah, would you like to tell us a little bit more about that? There's an organization called Flutter. The website is experienceflutter.com. And the way it's set up is that the organizer puts together a number of different experiences and PER has offered up an experience. The experience we're offering is a party for 30 people at the Cat Cafe. There will be food and drinks and merchandise, and you can come and either just hang out or we'll put together an event of your choice, like yoga or movie night. Um, There's a number of different options. And the way you enter to win this experience is by donating $10 to the charity of our choice. And so we have chosen to give the donations to our rescue partner, Boston's Forgotten Felines. Um, It's this really, really great uh, program, this Flutter experience, that they have done a spectacular job raising tons of money for amazing charities. And right now, we currently have 18 days remaining uh, on this experience, and we have already raised $830 in the past couple of days. So we're so excited to be able to offer something from PER in order to give back to our uh, rescue organization. And once we're open, we're also planning on giving them a portion of all of our proceeds as soon as we um, overcome our startup costs. So we're really excited about that too, and really making it a symbiotic relationship so that as much as they're helping us, we're also helping them. You also mentioned an Indiegogo campaign. Hopefully mid-December, we are going to be launching a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. Starting a cat cafe or a business of any kind is so much more expensive than you ever think it will be. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of overwhelming, but we are so dedicated to making this happen. And there are so many people who have come to us on Facebook and social media and emailed us through our websites and told us, what can I do to help? I'm so excited. I want to help you guys be successful. So we're really hoping that we can tap into that enthusiasm and get some funds from the Indiegogo uh, to help 
offset the startup costs so that we can really hit the ground running and make PER as successful as possible as quickly as possible. We have so many great perks lined up. We have t-shirts and stickers and pins and free admission and just amazing, amazing uh, perks that we're offering. And we really hope that we can do spectacularly well with this. And leading up to that, we're trying to grow our social awareness so that we can have as many people aware of the campaign as possible. So before the campaign even launches, we are actually currently offering opportunities. You can find it through our website for people who want to help us grow our social following. And we're offering per merchandise for people who will help promote her and our social websites to their social networks. And we're hoping that this can be a really great way to help expand awareness of PER and really help bring the community together and get everyone involved and excited, especially the people who have really wanted to help and give them an opportunity to do that. So you had mentioned you are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Are those easy names for us to remember? On Instagram and Twitter, the accounts are Boston Purr, and the Facebook URL is facebook.com slash Boston Purr. That's easy to look up, Boston Purr. We will remember Mm -hmm. that. Diane, it sounds like that you've been working hard on this for about a year's time. Do you have a potential open date for the cafe at this point in time? I am hoping we'll be open in February. Part of the challenge of opening a cat cafe is it's considered a forbidden business because there'll be food where there are cats. Zoning and permitting process takes about 75 days. We've applied for a permit with the city of Boston. They denied us the permit. We have reapplied, and we have done two community outreach meetings to educate the neighborhood where the Cat Cafe will be located about what the Cat Cafe is and to get their blessing, if you will, on our Cat Cafe. So our zoning hearing is coming up. It's December 13th. And after that, anyone within 350 feet surrounding the actual per location, if they are opposing the use of the cat cafe, they could actually sue me. So I am waiting for those 20 days to be done. And then we will do our construction build out, which I'm hoping will be a six-week process. And then hopefully, like I said, we can be open by February. That's the goal. It's a a tight schedule, but it would be great to see it happen. And if there's anything that can be done to show support of the Per Cat Cafe, I assume much of that would be done via social media. But if there's ever anybody that you need, you know, folks to write to, I'm sure there are quite a few people who are supportive of cat cafes who'd be willing to write in and show their support. Yeah, actually, I have been really pleased. People in the neighborhood where the Per will be located have sent several letters of support that we will be bringing to the hearing with the city of Boston. And, you know, I've met now with the Board of Health. I've had three meetings with them, and they have just been a tremendous support of this concept, as well as Mayor Walsh. I mean, he, they all have been in favor of bringing this novel concept to the city of Boston. I Actually, just to talk a little bit about what we hope to provide at the Cat Cafe, we want the cafe to be a place where people can come and relax and enjoy the cats and have fun. But we also want PER to be an opportunity to give back to the community. So we are planning to have certain hours that will be complementary to certain groups, Stacey, such as senior Mm -hmm. citizens, autistic children, veterans, and terminally ill children. 
like I said, we really want this to be an opportunity to give back to the community. Well, and the cats are such great therapy, too, for anybody. It's, it'll be a great location to relieve the stress of the workday or of life in general. And so I think it's a fantastic idea. And I am very supportive of having a cat cafe in Boston. So I think it is great. So, Sarah, if people are interested in, in finding you, I know you've mentioned the Facebook page and, and that kind of stuff. Are there any emails or a website address that you want to refer people to also to be able to reach out to the Per Cat Cafe? Our website is www.percatcafe.com. And if you Google Boston Cat Cafe, I'm pretty sure we come up, the Facebook and the website come up right near the top. So it's pretty easy to find if you can't remember that. And on our website, there is message form and there's also an email. It's just bostonpur at gmail.com. 90% of our contact information is Boston Purr. So if you can't remember the rest of it, that'll get you to most of our social sites and our email. Great. Diane, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think we've touched upon mostly of what we wanted to share. Sarah, is there anything that I'm overlooking? I don't think so. I think we have covered quite a lot, and mostly we just want to make sure that we communicate how excited we are. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, it's great, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I run these quarterly meetings in Boston for the Boston Homeless Cats Group, which is where all the local rescues and the larger shelters and volunteers can all get together and touch base and make sure we're sort of all working together for the same cause. We get together on a on a quarterly basis, and I'm thinking at some point in time we maybe should have one of those meetings at the Per Cat Cafe. That would be fabulous, Stacey. We would love to have you. Actually, we'd love so. to actually participate in that group. I was not aware of that. So like Sarah had touched upon earlier, we both love cats, but we don't have necessarily the expertise that we'd like to have, so that would be something that we would love to participate in. I'll make sure you, you get the details on that. Well, Diane and Sarah, I want to thank you both so much for being guests on the show, and I hope you will maybe be on the show in the future once you're up and running and you can tell us how it's all going. That would be outstanding, Stacey. Thank you again very much for allowing us the opportunity to speak with you today and participate in your podcast. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 